Welcome to Unapologetically Abundant Podcast. I'm your host, Petya Kolibová, that love coach who helps corporate women who have been pushed down and back due to traumatic relationship or childhood trauma in their past, which has caused them to see themselves not in a bright light that makes them people please and not show up the way they know they are capable of showing up. My mission is to help women who are on the path to heal from their past wounds, move through their limiting beliefs and internal blocks so they can guide other women through online coaching, which is that deep down what they are feeling they really want to do instead of sitting in their corporate job. Each week I will be offering an interview or an idea that will support you to leave behind what isn't serving you anymore and create a life filled with freedom, abundance, and purpose. No more hiding, no more waiting. The time to take care of yourself, to uplevel your life is now. Hello, hello, beautiful soul. Welcome to another episode of Unapologetically Abundant Podcast. And today I am really, really honored because the one who said yes to be interviewed and be here with me today, it's one of my really, really favorite authors, someone who shifted my perspective, not only on life relationship, but also on business. So Mr. Guy Hendricks is an incredible author, lover of life, and also an amazing and funny husband. I got to admit, I keep stalking his Instagram and stories and it always makes my heart smile. So for those of you who read the book, I know it's going to be so much fun or many of his books, right? Um, It's going to be fun to put the face and the voice on them. But for you who don't, I really deeply desire that in the end of this interview, you will find that deep desire to go and read his book. So welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Patty. I'm really happy to be with you. So before we dive into today's interview, I love starting my interviews with uh, something a little bit unusual. And I absolutely love, love, love your answer to my question, where in the world you would love to be? Because so very often we are chasing our dreams in the far future and hoping and wishing we could be somewhere else. But being exactly where you are with who you are with in your dream home. It's such a beautiful and sweet answer. So if you're open to it, I would love to do a very short guided visual meditation. Would you like to play with me that? Sure. (laughs) Beautiful. Thank you for being open. So to start, let's just gently close your eyes and uh, relax in your seat. And as you're relaxing and taking a deep breath through your nose and out through your mouth, everything is slowing down. There is nowhere else to be, nowhere else to go. And when you're feeling that you're sinking with your breath and you're slowing down, feeling more and more relaxed, I would love for you to visualize beautiful, beautiful sunrise in your backyard. You're sitting there on your favorite piece of furniture, holding your wife's hand and you are smiling because you feel 
that there is nothing more beautiful in life than what you're experiencing right now. And as both of you are enjoying this beautiful morning, Katie invites you for a morning walk. So as you stroll, you are looking around you and taking in the beautiful trees, the colors, the soft wind on your face. And you're both laughing like a little joyful kids. And as you're walking in your joy, there are kids playing around on an open field. And one of the kids that it's playing there, a little boy runs to you and looks at you very curiously. And he asks you, who are you? What is the one thing you would love this little boy to know? Not what do you do, but who you really are. What would you tell him? Mm, I would say that love is the most powerful force on earth and you can have everything you want as long as you love more and more and more. And so put your attention on loving more in every moment of your life. Mm, that is so beautiful. So I will just bring you gently back. And when you feel like it, gently opening your eyes, being back in the room, back in your body, back on the interview, back on the video. So many of my guests don't want to come back. <laughs> <laughs> It's the How most rest it? I've had all day. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Listen, you have my email. We can do this anytime you need a deep rest. <laughs> I needed that because I'm an early riser. I usually wake up around four in the morning and I get a lot of my best writing done between, say, five and seven thirty in the morning. So about midday, like it is here in California right now, I'm ready for a little nap. So thank you. Oh. So just a few more minutes with me and then you can go and take a nap. Um, <laughs> okay. It's beautiful. My husband, he loves rising very early in the morning to around four or five. He feels very productive. I'm more of like 6.30 a.m., you know, like waking up with our doggy. We have our routine, you know, waking up like hour, hour and a half later. Um, so I loved it. I love how you really know what is working for you and what brings you joy and you know, speaking about joy, I, I read many years ago your book, The Big Leap, when I used to be in, you know, network marketing, and it was all about motivation and getting over yourself, getting over your fears. And I get to admit when I recently, a few months ago, get my hands on your book, The Joy of Genius, that was so eye-opening to me. I love the personal stories. I love your authenticity. And uh, I really love how you grow through your life and how you were able to attract the love of your life. And that it well, go ahead. Yes. Well, I wanted to clarify something. First of all, uh, they have a new edition of that book out and it has a new title. It's called The Genius Zone. Wow. And so... Uh, it's kind of a sequel to The Big Leap. But uh, yeah, it uh, just came out this year with that new title, The Genius Zone. 
That's amazing. That it's so amazing. And I just love how you can like put your life experiences in the book and inspire other people because I see it so often me as a business owner and I work with many business owners. Sometimes we get so stuck into being comfortable in where we are because it makes us money and brings us satisfaction and we really disconnect from the genius. So for those who never read your books, who are tuning into the first time, can you dive a little bit deeper on how can we recognize that we are in our genius or we are just staying where we think we should be because we're good at it? Yes, well, one of the big points I make in The Big Leap is that we operate out of several different zones. One is your zone of excellence, where you're doing stuff that you're good at, other people like you doing it, you make money doing it. But what I'm talking about is a step beyond that, which I call the genius zone, where you're doing what you're uniquely suited to do. Not just what you're good at, but it's something that you identify, you say, like, I came here to do this. It has that feeling to it. Uh, like right now, <clears throat> even though I've done lots of different things in my life, this is what I was really here to do. And I've been talking about these concepts for half my life now, and I hope to keep uh, until I flutter my last breath into the universe. But um, what's important is that each of us look for what we're uniquely suited to do. And one key to that is what you most love to do. So the question I ask, whether I'm asking it of a movie star or a sixth grader, or the question I ask is, what do you most love to do? Mm. Like of all the things in your workday or your life in general, what do you most love to do? Like for me, <clears throat> getting to talk to people about the most important things in life, to me, that's what I ought to be doing. That's what I want to be doing. Um, I was a university professor for 20 years at the University of Colorado, and I loved it. But what drove me nuts about it is I got to teach about 10% of what I most wanted to teach. And then the other 90% were things like statistics and going to meetings and fact, you know, it was just stuff that was irrelevant. And I got so burnt out on that that I finally um, quit after 20 years. And I, uh, they asked me to kind of give a speech as I was leaving to say what I was going to be doing next. And I said, I'm going to invent a university that doesn't have any walls and doesn't give any grades and only talks about the most important things in life. And I remember everybody in the audience saying, what are you talking about? You know, and because the internet was just getting invented and I hadn't realized, I, I had no idea at the time that what I was talking about was going to become possible within 10 years or so because of the internet. You know, like we have courses now through the Hendricks Institute that go out to thousands of people who get up live in the middle of the night in Sweden or South Africa or New Zealand or wherever they are, or of course they don't have to, they can watch the recording, but a lot of people want to be in on the live moment because it's very exciting. And we all need to look for that thing inside us 
that makes you get out of bed at four o'clock or 630 or whenever with mm. a big wow on your face. I cannot wait to see what I can accomplish this day, what I can experience this day. That's your genius zone. It's what you most love to do. But here, Petit, is a real surprise thing. When you're doing what you most love to do, you're also doing what makes your biggest contribution to the world around you. The mood you're in has a huge effect. And if you're not doing your genius, you're not in a good mood. <laughs> I, can, I can tell you, because I've worked with 20,000 people now on revealing their genius, and they all tell me the same thing. They didn't know what being happy was until they really started a conversation with their genius and acting on their genius every day. That is so beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that. And uh, it's so fascinating to me because I can see that when we are lit up, when we are truly doing what we love, the world can feel it. The world can see it on us. It can feel our energy and we elevate everyone and everything around us. So I'm wondering, because I also feel like there is so much conditioning when we're growing up and the world we're living in, right? Like being told that you cannot make money doing things that you love, or we are so conditioned that we disconnect from who we really are. And we don't even know, what do I really love? You know, if you would ask me five years ago, I would say like, well, I like being on a sun and I love reading. Like, how can I make money out of that? <laughs> right. So for those who are right now in their zone of excellence, who are doing, you know, great money, they feel successful, but they're not fulfilled because they know that there is more, but they disconnected from what they really, really love. How can we guide them back on that path to reconnect, to be really honest with themselves and to um, really find what do they love? Start with thinking in your whole life, like go back even into your childhood and say, what did I most love to do? Because like, uh, I don't know if you ever had the experience, like I'd be doing, I'd be playing at something when I was a kid. And all of a sudden, I'd hear my mother saying, it's dinner time. Didn't you hear me the first time? You know, and I would have been so into what I was doing that I literally didn't hear her. And so I was famous as a kid for having to be called three times. <laughs> <laughs> I was three time kid because my mother would always joke that I never responded if I said, hey, come in for dinner or Okay. But finally, she would say it really loudly and it would break through my trance. But here's my point, Petya. Find what you lit up with as a kid, and it will often tell you what you're able to get lit up with in its grown-up version. Like to me, inventing a new world was something I loved to do as a kid. You know, my people in my neighborhood, my fellow kids, they would come to me to kind of get me to make up the story. And so I would make up some elaborate story, usually cowboys and Indians or space people or something like that. And then we would play that game. Well, to me, that's a key to my genius, because what do I now spend my life doing? I spend my life helping people make up a new world in which they can engage in their genius and they can be well paid for what they love to do. And it's working because every day I open my inbox and I get 
I always say I have the best inbox in the world because people write me from all over the world about their big leaps. And um, it is genuinely wonderful reading. You know, one day I'll open up and I'll get a email from somebody in the outback of Pakistan who's formed a feminist collective and they call themselves the big leapers, you know. Oh, and, wow. and I get an email from somebody down in the Amazon about what they're doing. And, and then I get email from Beverly Hills philanthropists and entrepreneurs too. So it, no matter who you are or how much money you have or want or anything like that down inside look for that seed of genius because it doesn't matter if your genius is making a great soup or composing a great symphony or raising a great kid it doesn't really matter as long as you have that sense of renewal inside you like you're learning more about yourself and your genius every day of your life and here's the thing too it all starts with commitment one of the first things I ask people to do when I work with them, and your audience is welcome to do this too, is make a sincere, heartfelt commitment to increasing your genius every day. And it's as simple as making that commitment. Like, I now commit to bringing forth more and more of my genius every day of my life. That commitment gets the flow open. And then life itself will steer you in the direction of your genius, as long as it's a heartfelt, sincere commitment. Mm, that is beautiful. Oh, by the way, I should tell you, I don't always sound like this. I have COVID right now, and my symptoms are kind of a stuffy head. I feel great, but uh, I sound a little stuffy. So uh, hopefully that's the only uh, symptom that's going to pass through me. I'm willing that you're healing faster than anything else. Really, we are living in a fascinating time. So you sound well, amazing and, and your energy, like I can't tell. So I really appreciate you showing up even when you're not feeling 100%. Thank you. Yeah, um, I haven't had a cold or the flu in 25 years. Wow. And um, so I don't know whether to count this as because <laughs> it's not exactly the cold or flu. It actually, my symptoms feel more like allergies, having a kind mm. of a stuffy head with allergies. Yeah. So, yeah. But anyway, everybody's fine. My wife uh, tested positive too, and she had it a little worse. She had more like a cold where she mm. wanted to go to bed for three days. Mm. So willing that you both are feeling so much better as, as soon as possible. And it's, it's, it's amazing. I know it's like kind of like a detour, but I think it's really amazing to look at it. Like you haven't been like unwell for 20 and 25 years. So imagine mm. what does it look like and feel like when you are living in your genius, you're yeah. excited for life and I can feel your enthusiasm. Like I said, like, this is the first time that I'm seeing you face to face, but I've been, you know, connected with you on Instagram and looking at your stories and your posts. And there is such a beautiful zest for life and energy that it's contagious and the beautiful comments you get by people who love you and who love seeing you with Katie and, and really you are such a hope and life giver. So just that, like bringing it forth, it's so hmm. empowering. Thank so you. Thank, you thank you so much. You. 
Thank you for that. So we get to have more people living in their genius. You know, we really do. Because imagine if we are living in a world that everyone is tapped into their genius. Yes, that's the world I visualize because I've had the pleasure of seeing lots of people over the past 40 years blossom into their genius. And it is one of the most beautiful things to see. And imagine what we would accomplish in the world if people were dedicated to that. It almost seems in a lot of places in the world where they're dedicated to making sure nobody gets to express their genius. But I want to live in a world where we're all dedicated to that. And that's what the governments of the world do is help everybody express their genius. That's amazing. I'm signing up for that world. So please keep visualizing. Please keep intending it. I love that. And well, you're already in that world. You're obviously in your genius zone. Thank you. Thank you. And, you know, for me, it's it's really fascinating. I feel like I'm in a space of transition right now in my life. I am doing what I love. And I feel like I desire to create even more impact in the world. And so I'm shifting my focus on my business. And that's when we're kind of questioning ourselves, right? When we're going through the growth, when we're going through what really, really lights us up. When we come to the moment that we are really honest with ourselves and we are releasing things and people and opportunities that are really not having yes for us, there is a little bit of that fear of the unknown. Is this really it? Can I really do that? What do you tell to people who are now growing and are going through those fears? Well, my grandmother always used to say the only way out is through. Mm. And with fear, it's really true. A lot of people try to drown their fear out, you know, through watching too much TV or drinking too much or eating too much or whatever the distraction is. But the only real way to move through life with elegance and ease is to face and feel and accept your fears and inquire into them. And when people do that, sometimes it just takes a moment to really understand your life. Like, for example, um, I was working with a person who her genius was being obscured by an old fear of hers. I talk about this fear in The Big Leap. I call it the fear of outshining, Mm -hmm. where a lot of us were kind of taught to stuff our feelings, stuff our creativity when we were growing up and let other people have the light, you know? So as grownups, a lot of people hide their genius because they're afraid of stepping out and becoming the star of their own lives. And that's one of the things that I think we need to really focus in on in education because, you know, It doesn't really matter if you're a genius at math or English or Czech or whatever you happen to be a a genius at, as long as you're in the process of you're doing something that has the capacity to surprise and delight you. That's how I say you're in your zone of genius is because you, Petya, and me right now, we're doing something that has the capacity to surprise and delight us. Like I never know what's going to come out of your mouth or you 
mind. I had no idea when we started this today that I was going to be doing a guided visualization with you, for example. <laughs> and I'm sure I've said things that you weren't expecting me to say. So to me, that's a sign of your genius zone, is you're in that blossoming <clears throat> all the time. That is so powerful. And I don't think I ever heard that before, or maybe I just needed to hear it for the third time, right? So it finally clicks. <laughs> you can be three-time Petya. I, I, I bet I, there were times that I was 10 times Petya, if not hundreds, right? <laughs> so really embodying that, the, the delight and the state of wonder. And uh, I love that, you know, being delighted and being surprised and having the intention of being surprised because sometimes, you know, when, when we look at the fears, it's more of like creating the future that we don't want. Right. I remember there was one saying that says that, you know, worry, it's like a rocking chair that will keep you busy, but get you nowhere. <laughs> and that's how so often we live in our life, right? Like we're not moving anywhere and we are feeling stuck and we listen to a million podcasts, read a million books, but we don't actually do anything about that. Yeah. Well, that's a, a continuing problem is the problem of inertia and getting out of your routine. Yeah. And all it takes, though, is one sincere, heartfelt commitment. Mm -hmm. Once you get committed down in there to a project or to a marriage or a relationship or to whatever it is, once you get your body mind connection harnessed together, that's powerful. Mm -hmm. And a lot of us think of commitment as something we do in our minds, but your mind and your heart have to be working together to make a real sincere commitment. And you also have to understand another thing about commitment also. I compare commitment to being like the automatic pilot on an airplane. The plane is set in motion, Let's say you're heading from L.A. to uh, Maui, which I did last month to celebrate our anniversary. Um, you get on the plane in L.A. and the pilot sets the automatic pilot to go to Maui. But here's the thing. That's the commitment. But then what's going to happen always in life and certainly on an airplane is that it drifts off of that commitment. But the automatic pilot has a little program in it that says, Okay, we're drifting to the right, correct, back to the left. Okay, we're drifting a little bit to the left now, correct, back to the right. And it literally does this hundreds of times a minute, probably. But the point is, it's a master of recommitment mm -hmm. in addition to commitment. And so we need to expect that we're going to fall off the path now and then and get used to recommitting. Uh, I always say the plane gets from L.A. to Maui by being wrong most of the time, because it knows how to recommit and get back on the track. And when it gets close to the airport, then the pilot takes over and just guides it the rest of the way in. So get used to the fact that you're going to be off center a lot of the times, but get good at that little process of recommitment and getting back on track again. That is powerful and also gives us permission, right, to fail, to be wrong, to go back and recommit. And before we wrap this up for today, so you can get into that napping time, um, <laughs> I really would love to know what is the one secret 
of such a beautiful marriage that you have because 40 years together and still being so in love and having so much fun together, there must be a secret. Well, I think there are a couple of secrets, but one has to do with commitment mm. because when we got together, we didn't make the usual old marriage vows, you know, like I promised to love, honor, and obey you until I die, that kind of thing. What we did was we made vows to each other based on things that we valued, like I commit to telling the truth to you about my feelings at all times, if you ask. Um, and I commit to taking responsibility when problems come up rather than blaming mm. or criticizing. And I commit to my own creative path because I know that the more I'm in my creative zone, the more I respect yours and the more love I have for you. So we made, I think about a half a dozen commitments they're all in our book conscious loving by the way mm, um, i get to get that one get that one for sure that was the first one we were on oprah with uh about 30 years ago and uh but it's it's still a bestseller uh, 30 years later so uh conscious loving is the name of it. <clears throat> mm, i love those wows based on values I feel like we get to redo our vows and our were so beautiful. We got married last year with my husband together four years. So we're like the tent of where you are right now. <laughs> so you give us a lot of hope and he's an um, absolute lover of your work and, and your books too. So redoing the vows. Well, I, predict a very, I predict a very long, happy marriage then if you both love my books, <laughs> right? you have my blessings. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I will cherish this deep in my heart. That is so beautiful. So I'm definitely getting the, your book, The Conscious Loving. So the wows based on values, that's the secret number one. And I absolutely love that. And I know we will do it with my husband. What is the number two? Because you said there are two things. Yes. Uh, number two, I would say love as much as you can from wherever you are. You're going to get stuck from time to time. Mm -hmm. And love really is the ultimate healer in the sense that when you get stuck in a relationship drama, yeah. it's always because there's some unloved part of yourself mm. that's driving the show. And the more you can love that part of yourself, that old unlovable part of yourself, the faster you will get free. Mm. It took Katie and me uh, it took us a long time to learn that, like a matter of years. And we went through lots of struggles in our first couple of years together, because even though we had made those commitments to being honest with each other and to taking responsibility, you know, we'd get stuck in thinking we were the victims and then blame the other person. But we knew how to get out of it. You just return to those basic commitments you have, and they will always get you free. Mm. This is so valuable, not only for life, business, but also love, which mm. isn't it beautiful that we started with love and we are ending with love. <laughs> so one last question I would love to know for the one who is listening us right now, who is committing to step into the, their zone of genius and discovering who they really, really are to meant to be in this world. What is the one thing you want them to know? I want them to know that human transformation is always just a breath away. In other words, wherever you are, just 
take a big breath of loving acceptance, loving yourself for what you've created, whether it's the positive or the negative, and then step forward out of that space of love to figuring out what you want to do next. So love as much as you can from wherever you are and then figure out what you really, really want. Mm. I'm definitely saving this as the most beautiful quote. Thank you so much for not only today and your time today while you're on your healing journey. I'm sending you and Katie so much love and so much healing and so much appreciation. And um, also for your life work. Like I mentioned it before, when we were talking, you bring so much hope, life and love into this world. And it is changing the world everywhere. So thank you so much. I feel honored. Well, thank you so much, Petia, and thank you for getting the word out and uh, living in your own genius zone. Mm.